What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of Buckeyes in Maryland. As always, your host, Mac, along with co-host, Chris. Man, what a day for college sports. The Big Ten is back. Ohio State is back. You know, I'm very excited about that. But my boy, Chris, you know, he could care less. <laughs> I really don't care. <laughs> uh, I won't say, you know, some of the explicit words he's used to describe Ohio State uh, even today. But just know uh, that I am very excited about the Buckeyes. And they had a very a very good game today. I don't think anybody expected, uh, expected the Cornhuskers uh, to, to really bring it early on, but they did. They scored the first touchdown of the game on a, you know, pretty good run. Uh, and, and the dual options that they use in Adrian Martinez and uh, Luke McCaffrey were, you know, it kind of looked like they were confounding Ohio State defense early, but they uh, they soon figured it out. Uh, one player in particular, obviously, who played very well was Justin Fields. And for any of you who listened to the last episode that we had, uh, Derek Worley of Triple Option Media was very high on Justin Fields. Uh, I am too. I think, honestly, he is the best quarterback in the nation. I do. If I was a GM right now, I would take Fields over Lawrence. And... That's not to say that that's a knock on Trevor Lawrence. I just think Trevor Lawrence is overrated. Um, you know, you look at what Justin Fields can do in regards to down the field passing and in uh, accuracy. I just think it's unparalleled, it's unmatched in college football. Trevor Lawrence has definitely had very good and productive college career, but his weapons have done a lot of the work for him. Justin Field, uh, Justin Fields is hitting people in stride with some of his throws. Uh, for instance, that first touchdown that he threw today to Chris Olave was beautiful. Uh, he finished 20 of 21, only missed one pass, 276 yards, two touchdowns. Doesn't seem like a big stat line, but 20 of 21, I'll take that any day of the week. I don't know about you, Chris, but I mean – if I if, if Carson Wentz threw that for the Eagles, I would have no problems with him, no matter the supporting cast. Listen, Justin Fields, he did have a good game. I do agree with you, and he is a you know a top three college quarterback. But the only thing I can't get over is he plays for Ohio State, and oh. once you leave college, <laughs> once you leave college, you show me one Buckeye former quarterback. That's really good in the NFL. You got me there. I, I see. See, we we've talked about this before, but you got me there. I can't name one recent Ohio State or really any Ohio State quarterback who's had success as of late. I mean, you look at the last couple of quarterbacks to make it into the league: JT Barrett, um, the fourth, Cardell Jones. Uh, you know, they they won a national championship at Ohio State, but they they flamed out. Very- in the NFL, um, JT most recently with uh, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers practice squad and New Orleans, uh, New Orleans Saints as well, and Cardell Jones most recently I believe he was in the XFL um, for mm-hmm. the DC Defenders, and before that he was with the San Diego, oh, Los Angeles Chargers. Um, so yeah, I mean those two they didn't amount to really anything in the NFL. They're still young. There's time for them, but I'm not I'm not really. Uh, don't really have high hopes. Uh, and let me not forget Dwayne Haskins, who's still currently on NFL roster with the Washington football team, who has not really had <laughs> success just yet. In fact, you know, he got benched for Kyle Allen. Um, I still see a high, uh, high potential for him, to be honest. I think that if he's put on the right team, he's allowed to develop. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Washington ends up putting him back on the field because to me, he offers the most upside of the three quarterbacks in Washington and Alex Smith, Kyle Allen, and himself. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him back on the field eventually. I think he controls that, though. Uh, uh, you had Terrell Pryor, who I'd see, I honestly think Terrell Pryor could have been a decent quarterback, but nobody really gave him a chance outside of Oakland. And he really didn't get long enough to do that. Uh, but that's just me. 
Uh, Terrell Pryor as a receiver was pretty decent in his one, you know, in his one year in Cleveland, but after that just fell off a cliff. So those are the four most recent quarterbacks to come out at Ohio State uh, of noteworthy attention. And obviously Braxton Miller. And, I mean, that's another guy. After he suffered his uh, shoulder injury in college and, and converted to that uh, wide receiver position, he never took a snap at quarterback in the NFL. And I don't, I'm not really sure where Braxton is right now. I don't think he's on a roster. No, I don't think he is either. Yeah, so, I mean, those that's five Ohio State quarterbacks and not a good track record, so he's got me there. But Justin Fields could, uh, depending upon what team he goes to, and that's very important, <laughs> uh, could amount to something. I mean, you, nobody wants to go to the Jets. So, I mean, I think everybody, <laughs> I think everybody's hoping that uh, – that the Jets don't get the number one pick and take Trevor Lawrence because although I love Justin Fields and a lot of other people feel the same way, uh, Trevor Lawrence is probably going to be the number one overall pick. And if that happens to be the Jets, uh, I'm of the mindset that Trevor Lawrence should stay in college for another year. Oh, yeah, because if you try at least the NFL, try to go to the Jets, that's another Buckeye on that list. Uh, I'll tell you uh, now. Trevor Lawrence, yeah, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, but – um, if the Jets get that number one pick, bro, they're taking Trevor Lawrence, and that's gonna that will just completely derail that kid's career. So, uh, I, I'm really hoping the Jets don't get that number one pick, but it's very likely because I think they're aiming towards it, and that's the whole reason why they're still holding on to Adam Gates because they know they're going to lose. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's Justin Fields. I, I really am pulling for him. He finished, I believe, 42 touchdowns or 41 touchdowns and three interceptions last season. Excellent. This year, only an eight-game conference schedule. We'll have to see, you know, what the college football playoff landscape looks like come towards the end of the season. But I'm really pulling for him. I think he's battling with, uh, you know, obviously Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance as the top three uh, quarterbacks taken off the board in this uh, next upcoming draft. That's Justin Fields. Uh, On to the NFL where we have pretty big news. And um, I think, no, well, it was kind of predictable on the first one. Antonio uh, Brown signing with the Tampa Bay Bucks. uh, That's all Tom Brady, bro. What you got to say about that? No, it's not. I mean, yeah, you got Tom Brady. It's just... He, he did, you know, the Bucks on the offense have a squad. They got a running game, a pretty good tight end, and they got, you know, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. And then just to throw, you know, Antonio Brown in the slot or deep position, Tom Brady <laughs> can throw for like another, you know, 20 or 30 touchdowns this year. <laughs> That's, I mean, what I'm saying is the whole reason why he's there is Tom Brady. I think if Tom Brady wasn't there, I don't think he signs with Tampa. Uh, well, yeah, you're right. Uh, but yeah, man, you're right. I mean, they have an assortment of weapons. Like Evans, Godwin, Scotty Miller's even looking pretty good. Gronkowski, you know, had a touchdown mm-hmm. recently. You know, Fournette, whenever he gets back, they they have guys. And Ronald Jones has been running the ball very well. I don't know who do you does anybody have Ronald Jones in our fantasy league? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I forgot who, though. So I, I, but I did see somebody's name, the uh, person having it. I think I played them like two weeks oh, ago. Okay. And they destroyed me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't fare so, uh, fare so well last week myself. I lost. Um, but yeah, man, Antonio Brown, it, it really just depends. At this point in his career, it, this is all on him. Is he, which Antonio Brown is going to show up? Is it going to be the productive Steelers, early Steelers version, or is it going to be more of the same with him. Um, he forced his way out of Oakland. He was, you know, had a whole bunch of self-damage and self-harm when he was with New England. Although he did have a very, uh, very good game against Miami, if you remember that. Yeah, <laughs> it breaks my heart. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I think he had four catches, something like a 54 yards and a touchdown and a blowout, something like that. But which... His only touch. Go ahead. 
Oh, sorry. Just, just say that's his only touchdown last year. Yeah. I can't believe he, can't believe he just like did all those legal actions and then got kicked out of the NFL. Or you know, nobody wanted him. Yeah, I mean, and that's it's sad because it's another case of a guy with immense talent who had, just can't get out of his own way. And um, you see that from time to time. I mean, you see that even with uh, Josh Gordon recently. And I, you know, the Seahawks have, I think they've picked him up. I don't know, but the point is, is that a lot of times with these big time athletes who are so talented, they just can't get out of their own way. And Antonio Brown is no different in that regard. He definitely holds all the cards to his future. You know, he's not a young guy anymore, 32 years old. But uh, if you had to make some type of prediction, I know we're like mid-season here by the time he gets back. I think it's week nine or week eight whenever his suspension is over. If you had to make a prediction on how many touchdowns he'll get by the end of the season, what would you say? Oh, that's, that's, man, that's tough. You know what I mean? That's, that's tough. That's tough for, to even give you a number, but, uh, you know, Mike Evans, Gronk, Chris Godwin, you know, Miller, Victor Antonio, I, I say, I, you know, I give him the benefit of the doubt. If he's actually playing ball, I give him 10. Oh, man, that's a big number. Okay, let's see. Week nine is when he's projected to come back. So that's what, like eight, seven? Uh, yeah, because. Yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, seven, eight games that he'll be available if he is activated. Who knows? I don't know what kind of shape he's in. Uh, but. I'm not going to go quite that high because what I'm wondering is who does he replace on the field? You know, he's not taking Evans off the field. You know, he's not taking Godwin off the field. Is he, uh, is he going to take Scotty Miller off the field? Uh, I think that's the most likely scenario. Is he going to uh, be featured in certain packages? I mean, we just, we don't know, you know, the last time we saw him, he looked good, but it's been over a year some change so who knows i'm gonna go four touchdowns i don't know about that i think he's gonna replace scotty miller and take that slot mm-hmm. position let mike let you know mike and chris you know run that run the outside and him wrap right the middle it's gonna be like a, a better version of julius edelman right there you could be right. I mean, Brown is definitely a lot, hell of a lot more talented than Julian Edelman is in terms of pure talent. But I just, it just really depends upon how much he's got left in the tank and what his mentality is. Because I mean, even Bruce Arians, you know, Tampa Bay's head coach, he's been he's been very critical of Brown in the past. Uh, you know, with his knowledge of of Brown working back in his Pittsburgh days as a coordinator, so. I mean, we'll just have to see. There's just so many pieces that need to fall into place for him to be successful there. And I think it all starts, obviously, with himself uh, being in a, a right mental space. But, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for him. I, I'd love to see you guys do well. I love a good redemption story. I don't know if his legal issues have been settled yet. But uh, in terms of pure football, he is exciting to watch. Um Another possible big pickup in the NFL could be the return of Des Bryant. Um, he is rumored to be signing with the Baltimore Ravens practice squad. What's your thoughts on that, man? Uh, listen, Baltimore is a is stack too. Okay, I don't care what nobody <laughs> says to me. Baltimore has a good offense, you know, with Lamar and everything, but. You know, I, I'm proud that Baltimore gave him a shot. Come on, man. That's Des Bryant. He was great. I don't care. Great with the Dallas Cowboys. I know he had his injury, you know, with the Saints. He didn't even get to play. He, like, he hurt himself great. in practice. But, I, man, I've seen videos of this man run routes. This dude even looks bigger than he was in the NFL. Bigger so. as in, like, fat <laughs> or, like, more muscle? Like, like, muscle, okay. like mu- mu- more muscle, like big. And he's like all cut up. I mean, I saw him race against uh, Marquise Goodwin, and he almost beat That's him. That's a fast dude right there, Hollywood. Yeah. So, uh, no, Marquise Goodwin. Uh, okay. Wrong person. 
Did no, I, wrong I, I, I think I was thinking of Marquise Goodwin. The, uh, are you talking about Marquise Brown? Hollywood Brown? Nah, uh, Goodwin. Goodwin plays for Philly? Well, cut. You, you, yeah, you can cut all this part of <laughs> talking, but. <laughs> nah, we'll keep it in. Yeah, Goodwin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got you. I got you. But yeah, dude, I don't, I haven't really paid too much attention to, uh, you know, to the current landscape in regards to him, but I'm, I'm really pulling for him. I mean, the last we saw him, he had that pretty horrific injury with the saints. Um, you know, so I think we're all really pulling for Des to, you know, make a return. He's not a young guy himself, uh, but I think he's definitely, he could be that in X receiver, you know, one of those possession guys in the mold of, uh, of old, you know, he definitely could provide a spark to a Baltimore passing game that has been lacking this season. So, I mean, yeah, I hear you. They have a pretty good offense. And Mark Andrews is an all-pro uh, tight end. But outside of Hollywood Brown, they just don't have, you know, anybody who's really threatening. Yeah, unless you're looking at, like, Willie Sneed. But, you know, he's an average at best receiver to me. But uh, their best option, on, you know, in the passing game is Mark Andrews. And they have a pretty good uh, second tight end as well. But... Baltimore is just predicated on the run game. You know, when you have a three-headed monster in the backfield of uh, Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, and Gus Edwards, you don't have to, you know, (laughs) you're not going to be throwing 4,000 yards a season. Uh, But you can definitely add, you know, a little bit of power to the punch with the addition of Des Bryant. I mean, we're not really sure what this is going to amount to because they're only signing him. Well, they're only planning on signing him to the practice squad. I think it, it's another situation that depends upon how hard he works. But uh, if, if you're correct, man, if he's if he's really in shape, um, you know, if he's really about it in making a return to the football field, it would be nice to see him. I mean, you know, God knows I hate the Cowboys. But uh, he was definitely <laughs> he was fun to watch. Um, you know, he definitely had some pretty good games against Philly. But uh, the the football world is definitely a, a better world with Des Bryant and Antonio Brown. So I mean, I'm really hoping that the both of those guys can you know make it back to the field. I'm gonna do the same thing, man. If you if he does in fact make it back to the actual roster. Give me a prediction. Um, like you just hit it, the passing game ain't really all that in Baltimore. They're just gonna run the ball with the you know with their three running backs or even Lamar on some options or just yep. Lamar just takes it. <laughs> um, I'll say about five touchdowns, and it's like in the end zone. Yeah. You know, go you know let Lamar. Yeah, um, you know, throw it up top and then, you know, give Dez yeah, a chance I mean, to catch that was it. his bread and butter in Dallas, too. I mean, when his speed started to go, um, he, he turned into that big target, almost like a tight end uh, in in the red zone. Uh, so uh, that's a fair prediction. I think I'll go a hair below that. I'll give him a four as well. I don't think it – he's coming in at a pretty, you know, bad point in the season, midseason. You know, he'll be able to help if he is activated to the roster. I just don't know how productive he'll be, um, you know, this season. Uh, so big two possible additions in A.B. and Des Bryant. So we'll have to monitor that situation, see how it turns out. On to other news, man. This 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 COVID thing is really, really getting deep in the NFL. Uh, big news coming out. Of Buffalo, um, in all four of their tight ends on the COVID list: Dawson, uh, Dawson Knox, Lee Smith, Tommy Sweeney, and Nate Becker. Um, I, I can't tell you that I really follow those players. I don't really know how productive they've been this season, but I can tell you that losing four tight ends in the span of one, uh, you know, one week is a killer. I mean, who are you, who are you? Are you bringing up a practice squad player? Are you going into a game without tight ends? I mean, this is just unprecedented, man. Uh, how would you feel if, the page, if that happened to the Patriots? Listen, 
Who are you talking about? I'm, I'm struggling myself. I still got people on the COVID list. I got people coming back from injuries. You know, I'm, I'm glad the Bills got four tight ends on COVID. Nobody <laughs> care about the Bills, all right? Nobody cares care about, about the Bills. People care about Josh Allen. <laughs> well, I, if you're, nobody care about Josh Allen, right? <laughs> He's a Bill. He's in my division. He should have got COVID for all I care. So, listen, that's that's rough having four tight ends. So, uh, we're just going to have to wait until tomorrow to see what was their game plan and how they're going to run that offense or if they're even going to play. Uh, that's definitely a possibility. I haven't seen anything that said that they're moving t- tomorrow's game and that they're going to cancel it, but it's definitely on the table. Uh, we're monitoring that very closely because that could potentially be uh, another flex. Uh, we've seen that a few times uh, this season already, and the Bills have already been a part of that. They played in a Tuesday night game, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, we could see that that again. And, I mean, I just – I feel for anybody who is dealing with COVID at this point, you know, this is bigger than football. Uh, so, you know, you know, God be with them. Hopefully they, they make a speedy recovery. And I don't know if all of them have tested positive. I think it may be just one and the others were exposed. But nonetheless, um, NFL protocols call for them to be quarantined and put on the uh, reserve COVID-19 list. So, you know, we'll have to, we'll have to just monitor it. I think, uh, you know, from what I'm reading here, you know, Lee Smith, Nate Becker, Todd Sweeney, I think they're all on the practice squad or at least, uh, at least Sweeney and Becker were. So I I really don't know what they're going to do. Um, it looks like Buffalo is down to just Tyler Croft and uh, Reggie Gilliam. I, Tyler Croft you know, is pretty decent tight end, but uh, you know Reggie Gilliam is a rookie, so we'll have to see what's what's really going to be able to happen for them. The passing game in Buffalo has kind of been on the rocks these last few weeks. Josh Allen hasn't looked too too good. You know, somebody referred to him as the the new goat. Uh, not going to call that person out, but he's definitely not looking like it. <laughs> uh, that's the that's the Bills. Oh. Apparently, nobody cares about him, uh, according, Damn right. <laughs> according to Chris. Uh, but, you know, hoping the best for those four players. Hopefully, they're able to overcome that. Next. Uh, I mean, I wish oh, – my bad, I mean, stop you, but I wish them the best to, you know um, – it's it just feel, I feel bad for them because they got to play for the Bills and nobody cares about the Bills. Uh, yeah, they're always like they're like the third team in quote unquote New York, and you know they're the New York teams just can't get out of their own way a lot of the time. Uh, Buffalo is definitely doing a lot better than the other two, but you know the Jets and the Giants are dumpster fires. Uh, we'll get to them later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next on the list, Tua Tagovailoa has taken over the starting role in Miami over a very—I'm uh, not going to say disgruntled, but an emotional Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I can't say that I don't blame Ryan Fitzpatrick for feeling the way he was. I mean, he's gotten the Dolphins to three and three in a season where I don't think anybody expected them to. And the crazy part about it is they're in the division race. I think they're only one game back from the divisional lead. Um, you know, so you have you can't not feel bad for the guy. I know I certainly do. I think that Miami always had a plan, regardless of how well they were doing. I think they they planned on going into the bye week and making the switch, but I think that nobody saw three and three. And you know, here we are. You know, Ryan has been benched. He's, he hasn't had a bad season. I think he's got what, uh, something like 10 touchdowns, seven interceptions. But we all know the highs and lows that, that have been well documented with Ryan Fitzpatrick. One minute he's playing very well. The next minute he looks like he shouldn't be in the NFL. So I, maybe they made the right call. Maybe they, maybe they made it the right time. But I still feel bad for him. Um, you know, losing your job in the NFL I'm sure is never an easy thing that you have to train. You really have to prepare the guy who's taking your job. 
And it, it, for anybody out there who's ever had to do that, <laughs> they know how, uh, how that feels. So, I, I mean, I don't know how you feel about this, Chris, but I, I legitimately feel bad for him because I feel like he deserved to at least maybe finish the season out. Uh, I, you know, I agree with you. You know, even though they're Miami Dolphins, and I don't care either, but Fitzmagic, uh, I was a big fan. You know, he, you know, he he was doing good for the Dolphins, three and three, and just to do him like that uh, was wrong. Yeah, I I mean, I just see here, and I, I think to myself, what that does to you mentally. I mean, because he's an older guy. He, I, for all intents and purposes, he came back this season because he loves to pee. And he started on a number of teams. I mean, him and probably Josh McCown are, you know, two of the two of the best journeyman quarterbacks that have been around in the NFL. Um, so I feel for him. But we when you take a quarterback fifth overall in the draft, you make him your face of the franchise. So I understand what Miami's doing by turning the reins over. It's just unfortunate. Um, but Tua, man, he, he, you look at the, the whole scope of the NFL and some of the rookie starters that have come in this season that are doing well, i.e. Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. And you, I'm sure as Tua is thinking to himself, I could do that. Because uh, had Tua not gotten hurt, he might have been the number one pick. So um, I'm, I'm sure he's ready to go. And, you know, he had two passes, I believe, in the last game. But uh, that's not big enough of a sample size to really, you know, really get a grasp on how well he's going to function in the NFL. I think he has the tools. I mean, he might come out looking like Kyler Murray, for all we know. Uh, But we'll just have to sit and wait out. I'm I'm very excited about Tua, though. I mean, I was this close, bro, to – to uh, bench and Carson Wentz on that and, and, and trading for uh, for Tua. I was this close just based upon the uh, the speed factor. But, you know, we have Jalen Hurts on the roster too. So, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I never heard you say no stupid shit like that before. <laughs> <laughs> I was this close. That's, man, that's shocking. I don't know. I mean, okay, so tell me this right now. If you had to choose between Tua and Cam, I'm sure obviously you're taking Cam, but what, who are you taking? Uh, I mean, I know Tua. I'll still take Cam. Only thing is, you know, Tua, uh, it, it's just, I know he's a rookie, he's younger, but I'm, I'm big on the veteran and I don't have time to rebuild. I need to win now. <laughs> So I'm going with Cam. I mean, yeah, I definitely. I mean, you're going to take the former MVP every time. I think everybody will. But it it would be nice to have two on the roster. But uh, make some predictions. Um, you know, that's where we're heading with this. So we got about eight, nine weeks left. How many touchdowns? How many yards? Oh, uh. And he get benched. Uh, I say about twenty five hundred yards and maybe fourteen touchdowns. Okay, uh, that is not out of the out of the question 2500 that's about half a season's worth of yards to a very good quarterback uh 14 touchdowns is definitely doable that would be on pace for something like i don't know two touchdowns a game something like that uh definitely possible you think he finishes with a high amount of rushing touchdowns yeah i think uh i think he might run the ball like he get more rushing touchdowns than passing touchdowns Interesting little nugget. I believe Carson Wentz is the league leader in rushing touchdowns at the quarterback position right now. I think he has five. Very, very, very uncharacteristic of Carson Wentz. But uh, my prediction for Tua, again, eight, nine games left. I'm going to go 2,000 
200 yards, 16 touchdowns. I definitely think that, and that's 16 through the air, and I'll go four on the ground. I think he's definitely, if he stays healthy and stays on the field, I think that is definitely within the realm of possibility for him. So, you know, we'll just have to see. I'm really rooting for him. I was, uh, you know, as much as I hate Alabama, I'm really hoping that he ends up being a good NFL quarterback because I think he deserves it. Like I said, if he hadn't gotten hurt, I think he might have been the number one pick. Pushing uh, Joe down to second and maybe even Chase Young down to third. So we'll see how that pans out. I've talked a lot of sports, so you know now we gotta segue over to one of my favorite segments. Not to say it with your chest. That's just a segment where we, you know, something's something's happened during the week and we need to vent about it. So, you know, it's just the space that we do it in. Uh Chris, anything happened this week that got on your nerves? Um, honestly, nothing personally got on my nerves. Um, but I don't know if a lot of people, you know, guys take this COVID thing seriously because they're they're starting to shut down some states again. There's already been five states, last time I checked, that's been shut down. People not wearing their masks. You know, wear your mask, guys. Things are starting to get back open. You can go to the bar, restaurants, movie theaters. Don't, you know, lose your privilege. Just wear your mask. I know it sucks. It's hot. Trust me, I work in it. (laughs) I have to use it. But hey, it gives us freedom again. Uh, so that's the only thing that makes me mad. Yeah, definitely can relate there. I don't really know how it's been in Ohio recently, but I can tell you here every now and then the people's stupidity will, uh, will start showing very clearly in regards to, uh, mask wearing and things like that. It's just like, dude, wear your mask sanitize yourself and don't put yourself in a situation that could be compromising to not only you but your family and friends so be smart don't make us have another shutdown because that definitely could happen uh me this week man i'm i had a pretty good week i'll say that but uh something that continually gets at me is the fact that you know we're in this man this this whole covid thing we've never quite had a shutdown like this we've never quite had a pandemic like this and granted there have been pandemics you know in human history that we've gotten past we haven't had one in our lifetimes it's been this major and man it's it's changed the world so much it's changed life so much and it's just made things a lot different you know we're forced most of the time to you know be cooped up in the house and Lord knows we all need our uh, we all need our space. We all need time to do things that we want to do. And that just COVID makes that a little bit more difficult, well, a lot more difficult, honestly. Uh, you know, you can't really go out and operate in life like you used to. This whole mask wearing thing, while annoying, it's definitely the the right thing to do. So we're going to continue to do it, but. It's, I'm tired of, man. I don't know how much longer we're going to have to do this. I I would hope that they get a vaccine or something figured out by next year. But hell, man, I mean, I'm not confident. I just, I don't know. So we'll have to really, really, really hope and pray that they figure this shit out soon. Because I'm, I'm tired of it. <laughs> it's really getting to me. I feel like I'm getting cabin fever, even though I'm leaving the house almost every day. But you know what I mean. I'm right there with you. Yeah. So that that is said with your chest. Uh, everybody needs a place to vent. And this is where we choose to do it at. Buckeyes in Maryland. Oh, time to do something a little bit more upbeat. And that is NFL predictions for the week. And so in the past... Chris and I have kind of gone through and, you know, gone to an in-depth analysis. No, we're going to change that up a little bit. We're just going to do some quick picks. So what I, what do I mean by that? We're just going to give our prediction simply for the team that we think is going to win. So Philadelphia and New York have already played. I'm not going to talk about that game, although I should. I'm not going to talk about it because it pissed me off. 
<laughs> oh, I, I want to know why now. <laughs> All right, we can talk about it. Um, so, Philadelphia should not have won this game. Um, I'm sure you can agree with me when I say that. New York practically gave this game away. And if I'm them, I'm not even mad if I lose because, well, if I'm the Giants, I'm not pissed if I lose because that just means I'm a step closer to getting the number one pick. Yeah. And and getting a really good player in this draft. Uh, whether that be Danny Dimes replacement or somebody else. But I wouldn't be pissed if I was New York because they're just another step closer to being a top three uh, team to pick in this upcoming draft. But Philadelphia should not have won this game. Um, as always, we got a game from Carson that uh, – that is a complete encapsulation of who he is as a quarterback at this point. Um, he can make some stellar passes. He can make plays, dude. When he's in the zone, he can make any throw in the NFL. But there's also these really, really stupid plays uh, that that show their ugly head, really ugly head, midway through a game. And I don't know how much of the game you watched but, man, there was just this one pass where he was backed up way, way, way out of the pocket. And, you know, he does his thing. He can scramble. But you'd never want to, as a quarterback, throw the ball across your body, especially in the NFL. You'll lose your job. It's that automatic. And I think Troy Aikman on the broadcast even mentioned this. He pretty much told up-and-coming quarterbacks, that that is a good way to not finish the game as the quarterback. Uh, but the point is, Carson is an enigma. You just never know which Carson's going to show. It's like Jekyll and Hyde. So they should have not have won this game. Danny Dimes, or should I say Danny Stumbles, <laughs> uh, has become a meme, and he'll probably never live happen to him down. But the Giants did everything to, to to lose this game they could possible. I mean, Evan Ingram, who, who I had recently in fantasy, I let go of, could have won this game for them, but he could not make a routine catch. Chris could have made that catch. And you know it. <laughs> Somebody could have made that. I didn't play receiver in football. I played on the defensive line, and I played tight end. But... I could have made that catch. Somebody, I mean, anybody could have made that catch, but Evan Ingram, for some reason, let it go right to his hands. So they just, apparently they didn't want to win. So they let Philadelphia have it. And week in and week out, I am just, I'm I'm like becoming unhinged watching this division play. Cause it's like, man, who the hell really wants to win the NFC East? Does anybody want to win? And, let me not uh, let me not forget to mention the fact that Philadelphia does have some bright spots. Um, Travis Fulgham, ladies and gentlemen, has, is looking like a diamond in the rough. He looks like a number one receiver. Uh, so they, I mean, that's one bright spot. Greg Ward looks like an excellent slot receiver of the future. But let's talk about the ugly again. Deshaun Jackson, man, I just I feel so terrible for him. He cannot stay healthy. He just came back, and I don't know if you saw, but he suffered a fractured ankle in his first game back. Uh-uh. This guy just has some bad luck, and I think the timetable is six to eight weeks. Let's just say he's out for the season. And, you know, there is a possibility if Philadelphia makes the playoffs that he could come back. But, again, the guy has played, I think, three, maybe four games this season, and he's just always a threat to get hurt. And I think at this point in time, you know, God bless him, but I think it's time to move on. I think when you can get under out from under his contract, you trade him. And I honestly think you trade Alshon Jeffrey too, because he's got, I think he has an $18 million cap hit next season. Guy who just doesn't play. You got to get rid of those two contracts and just start over. Um, and in one of these episodes, I believe we talked about how many different wide receivers Philadelphia has passed up. And these uh, recent drafts, but at some point you got to hit, and I think that starts with trading away some of these, some of these older aging veterans to get some draft capital to get a good receiver. Uh, but man, 
that that's just those are just my thoughts on the game. I'm obviously I'm glad Philadelphia won. You know, we got a W. We're technically in the lead in the division, if only by half a game. We'll have to see what happens tomorrow between you know Dallas and Washington. But right now we're in first place. Uh so I mean I have nothing else to say about that. It's just I'm frustrated. I'm a frustrated Eagles fan. And we have been to the playoffs these last three years, and I don't know if I want to make that four. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have to find out, but that's that. Uh, the first game that we're going to go ahead and pick is, if it doesn't get canceled or moved, is Buffalo and New York. Jets. Who's winning? Uh, Buffalo. Yeah, I'm going to go Buffalo, too. No way that the Jets win, even though they got Darnold come back. Uh, next game after that, Cleveland versus Cincinnati. Cleveland. Yeah. Since he, I love Joe Burrow. I think he's an excellent. He's going to have a, a very good and productive career in Cincinnati. Uh, but they're years away from contention in the division. Cleveland, too, uh, Cleveland wins this. Uh, Green Bay and Houston. Uh, I'm going with Houston. I'm not giving up on Deshaun Watson, bro. You gonna go ahead and you gonna pick against? You gonna pick against Rodgers like that? Uh, uh, duh. You see what Rodgers did to me in fantasy <laughs> last week. I'm going, going Houston, baby. Let's All go. Right. Chris likes them to pick up their second one of the season. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go Green Bay. I think they move up to 5-1. and one. Uh, A very important divisional game in the NFC least. Uh, Dallas and Washington. Uh, it's, this is a tough one. Uh, I'm not trying to take up too much time, but I have to explain this. Dallas offense is really good. Their defense is trash. Uh, Washington defense is pretty good, but their offense ain't that good they're, they're actually trash so it's like an even battle but i'm going with the cowboys yeah uh i hate the cowboys i don't know how many times i gotta say that but <laughs> i hate them but they're gonna win this game um they have superior offense their defense like you said is trash one of the worst defenses in nfl history but their offense has enough to get them through I don't know what that first game was with Andy Dalton. I don't know if that's like the full Andy Dalton experience, but he's got weapons now. So he has no excuse. If he wants to remain in the NFL, if he wants to parlay this into a starting job elsewhere, he's going to have to start using them. Uh, Zeke was probably the biggest reason why they lost last week's game. He can't be fumbling the way he has, but, uh, I think they turn it around. I think they get on the right track against a pretty bad Washington team. So I'm going to take Dallas. Uh, next game on the list is Detroit versus Atlanta. Oh, my God. Listen, last week I almost cried. <laughs> Where did the hell did the choke artists want to put up 40 points? They were tired, man. They're tired. They heard us calling choke artists. They're tired of it. They're like, man, shut Chris up. Win a game. So. But I mean, if that's true, they did shut me up. They shut me up so much. I'm taking that. <laughs> I'm taking the choke artists this oh, week. Oh, what? I thought we made a pact that we weren't going to pick them anymore. I don't know, man. Julio Jones was looking like a beast out there. All right. All right. Okay. I see. I see. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and go with Atlanta in this game. I, maybe it's the firing of Dan Quinn. Maybe it's Julio. I don't know, but they look like they're. They, uh, they're playing with some passion again. So I'll go ahead and pick them against a not-too-good Detroit team. Uh, another big game, Carolina versus New Orleans. Man, that's easy. Drew Brees, baby, all the way. I'm not so sure, man. I like. I, I know we've talked about Teddy Bridgewater being kind of just a feel-good story, but I'm starting to believe that he might be their their uh, their franchise quarterback. They, he got them at three and three right now in New Orleans. I don't know if they're going to be missing Michael Thomas, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and take Carolina in this one. 
I really liked the the way they played, even without Christian McCaffrey. I don't think anybody picked him to win, you know, be at 500 at this point. Uh, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, uh, a battle of undefeateds. Listen, I, I wish both of them could lose, but it's impossible. Um, Tennessee has, you know, Henry. That's, that's their offense. I don't care to like that. Uh, and then Pittsburgh's offense is good, and Titans' defense is pretty decent. I'm, I'm not going to lie to nobody. They're decent. Pittsburgh's defense is pretty damn good. So um, I'm, taking a, I'm taking Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Well, man, Ben Roethlisberger has completely made me eat my words. Um, I'm not going to – I just – maybe I'm just too much of a man to admit that uh, – that I'm wrong on this one, but uh, I'm just going to go ahead and pick Tennessee. I think Derrick Henry stiff harms somebody else into oblivion this week. Uh, I don't know who that's going to be. Is it going to be Joe Hayden? Is he, <laughs> is he going to snatch Joe Hayden's soul? I don't know, but uh, I hard to pick against him. I really think that Ryan Tannehill is a top 10 quarterback right now. Uh, I know Chris says that they're all running with uh with Derrick Henry and that is their offense, but mm, I don't know. Ryan definitely looks like a top 10 quarterback. He's validating his contract. Uh, so that ladies and gentlemen, I will be picking Tennessee. Tennessee. Um, all I'm saying is watch out for TJ Watt, baby. He's going to hit Ryan Tannehill and Henry in the mouth, man. You're crazy. You see. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Tampa Bay and Las Vegas. Uh, go Raiders, baby. Let's go. Raider Nation. I just think you're pissed at Tom Brady. You're damn right I am. Don't, don't, I'm not going to sugarcoat nobody. <laughs> you're not about to, to stay with me 20 years, go to nine Super Bowls, win six, and just brush he it cheated, off. He cheated, man. Um, he left. He cheated. He cheated with Tampa Bay. He left. Well, I hope I hope the Raiders bust his head open. <laughs> I'm going with Tampa Bay in this one. If AB plays, well, obviously he's not going to play. I don't know why I said that, but uh, I still think they have enough firepower to win. I'm going to take Tampa Bay. Uh, next game on the list. This may or may not be America's game of the week. Your New England Patriots versus the San Francisco 49ers. Listen, I'm I'm going my Patriots. I, I, even though we lost to Denver, uh, I'm going to talk about that later in the segment. Later, but uh, I'm going with the Patriots. Uh, I, I I gotta have faith. Yeah, I I like New England in this. I think that Cam Newton has a bounce back game after laying a dud last week. Uh, very disappointed in Cam. Let's just say that last week game. Um, I just don't think that San Fran has enough to win this game. Big game, Kansas City versus a uh, surprisingly mediocre Denver team who I think is getting uh, locked back. So, I mean, that might make a difference for him. But uh, who are you taking in that one? I'm going Kansas City. Even though Denver beat us, um, they're not about to run through Kansas City. Yeah, I'm go. I'm gonna go ahead and go with uh, KC too. I, and I'm not sure if Bell has been activated. That could make a, a huge difference. I mean, Clyde Edwards Hilaire had a uh, an outstanding game last time out. I think he rushed for over 160 yards. But we'll have to see what Andy Reid decides to do in regards to splitting carries in the backfield. But I'm taking Kansas City too. Next game on the list. Jacksonville versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Listen, I, I, sorry, Jacksonville it sucks this year. I thought they'll be a lot better. Too. So I'm going with Chargers. That rookie quarterback is a beast. Yeah, Justin Herbert looks like the real deal. Um, I think at the start of the season, I was very hopeful that uh, Gardner Minshew would kind of shut up a lot of the, the doubters and the haters, you know, because no secret that, that uh, a lot of people in Jacksonville really, really want Trevor Lawrence. 
And that could definitely be a possibility if they continue to lose games. Carter Minshew might find himself out of a job. So I'm going to go ahead and go the charges in this one. I think Herbert lights them up for four touchdowns. <laughs> uh, next game, Sunday night football, Seattle versus Arizona. That should be a really, really good game. Let me tell you this real quick because they're undefeated, so I'm not rooting for them. Go Arizona, baby. Kyler having a big game? Yeah. I think uh, Kyler Murray's going to have a, a breakout game against Seattle. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Kyler Murray's a fantasy you know, god right now. Uh, he's been killing it. Um, Seattle should not be undefeated right now. They should have lost, I uh, believe, to Dallas. They should not. And yeah, the they should not have won those games. The Patriots definitely should have beat them. Uh, so they should they should really be sitting here at three and two instead of five and zero. Oh. But I'm I'm gonna go ahead and take Arizona in this game. The last game we have on the list is should be a pretty good one. Monday Night Football: Chicago versus the Rams. So basically, Khalil Mack versus Aaron Donald. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if, we're, if we're being honest, you know, this is not about the quarterbacks. This this is a good old defensive game. Uh, I'm taking the Rams. They're gonna come back, and you know they got hit in the mouth last week, so they're gonna come back and win. Yeah, I think both of these two teams are gonna be in the playoffs. Chicago, I, I'm really hoping that Nick Foles finishes the year as the starter, but they might flip flop back to Mitch, uh, Mitch Trubisky if they're receiving subpar play from Foles. Uh, we'll have to see. I'm going to take Chicago in this one. I think that. Uh, their defense combines with uh, consistent but not overly great play from Nick Foles gets them the dub. Uh, so that's our NFL picks for this week. Um, I haven't, honestly, dude, man, I've been slacking here. I need to tally up some of these picks. Uh, the last time I checked, I was in the lead by like one game, but that was that was almost a, uh, almost two weeks ago. So I need to start checking to see where we're at with this. Uh, okay. Um, I think we're gonna go ahead and close out today with my favorite segment that we do here on Buckeyes and Man, and that is MVPB, most valuable paper bitch. So, who comes to mind for you this week, man? Listen, I, I'm gonna need the New England Patriots to come on down. Come on down to the um, price is right. <laughs> it's not like that because. I'm ready to slap the shit out of all of them. <laughs> Starting with Julius Edelman. Start with Julius Edelman. Start with him. He's being lazy. He's not being the same person he used to be. What, what's going on, man? I, I, listen, I love Julius, uh, Julius. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of ready to trade his ass. So, <laughs> I we need to win now. We need we need to have Cam, and I want to sign Cam to a long, uh, you know, a long long-term contract but if he's playing this garbage i don't know what i'm gonna put in i want to draft the quarterback let's 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 try to get the first uh, round pick man. and let's let's you got high hopes still the animal ain't going for no number one pick hey you gotta believe right you gotta i can <laughs> only just pray pick with somebody to get him off your hands at that point uh but still how the hell do we lose to the Denver, they didn't even score no touchdowns. We lost the six field goals. <laughs> oh, it bro- oh my God! I was it's just it, it's pitiful. You lost to Denver. Don't even got Von Miller to scare Cam Newton. There's uh, nothing. Fumbles. You know, not catching a ball. Can't get no runs. No blocks. Defense. They don't even have def- My defense are getting killed. There's they don't really have nobody receivers they have no receivers in denver and we get killed dude i don't even know i don't even know what is going on with new england because it's like which team it, it's like the caution wins effect man it's like which new england team is going to show up is it going to be jekyll is it going to be Hyde? is is this just about cam newton establishing a rhythm or is this just about Frankly, is this, you know, what it's going to be like for the Patriots now that they don't have Tom Brady? Who knows? But uh, 
that is Chris's MVP. So you're saying, is it is it Julian Edelman or is it the Patriots? It's just the Patriots. It's that I just had to target, you know, Jules because <laughs> he's not being the same slot, you know, receiver, catching everything, taking big hits. He's just like, if you watch him, he's like, oh, hell no, I'm not taking a hit well, today. I don't want to catch the ball today. Is he a, okay, question. Is he a Hall of Famer? Um. Yes, he has done. A, he has a lot of, you know, he has won a lot of games for us. He has stats to prove it. Uh, I think what he's like right behind Jerry Rice for the most catches in a in playoffs, yeah. like you know playoff games. So yeah. that's some Hall of Fame stats right there to me. And to be that small, not drafted high, coming out from Kent State as a quarterback, and then you got they they be like, uh, uh-uh, you're not playing quarterback in NFL. You're gonna play receiver. And he didn't even play that. He had to be on special teams first. Yeah, the, the question with Julian Edelman when it comes time is not going to be whether or not he was productive. It's going to be about which production actually matters because he has statistically not had like a – when you look at Hall of Famers at the wide receiver position, in the regular season he's not had like an above-average career. But in the postseason, as Chris alluded to, he is historic. So we'll have to see what uh, Hall of Fame voters choose to really put into uh, into perspective when that time comes. But honestly, I honestly I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. But uh, I'm that's why I'm not voting because <laughs> I don't know as much as they do. <laughs> uh, but my MVP for this week, man, you knew you know what I'm going to say it's, it's Daniel Jones, Mister Danny stumbles himself. As I already said on this episode, the Giants did everything they could to lose the game. They just gave it to Philly. They said, here, I don't want this shit. Just take it. I want to lose. But Danny stumbles, man. How do you how do you have like the top speed in any quarterback run this season, beating out Lamar Jackson and not finishing a touchdown? What the hell is that? I mean had that been Carson Wentz or Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray or hell Russell Wilson, all of those guys would have scored. I think he was like eight yards out from the touchdown, and they that don't make no mistake they scored on that drive. But that is a low light of low lights. That is like something he'll probably never live down. And I'm born more fuel on the fire because it's a divisional opponent. Nothing against the kid because I think that uh, all by all intents and purposes, I think Danny, uh, Danny Jones, Daniel Jones is a is a pretty good person. He's a pretty good kid, but you got to finish that run, man. Dude, I don't know what you were thinking. I don't know if it's like you're looking behind you and you're just too open. And I don't know about you. I don't know if you saw that live, bro. But I, as soon as as soon yeah, as I he did. took off, I knew he wasn't going to finish for a touchdown. I knew something was going to happen. I knew he was going to stumble. <laughs> I mean, I saw it different. You know, he hit the little option. You know what I mean? Got got your whole defense, and I, I thought he was gone. And then he <laughs> fall. And I had like replay. Like, did you trip on something? There was something Brian there. Trip over. But himself. then if you look at it, no. But if you look at it, his running formation, he was like. He did, he, listen, in track, they teach us, you know, you start low and you, you know, you get high with your chest and take off. He was hunched the whole time he was running. If you look at it, he was hunched. So he probably got nervous. He's like, oh my God, I'm about to score. And he, he was like, all hunched and he tripped and fall. You fell. You stupid. <laughs> Save with your chest. Look, man, Danny. Is probably like I said, he's never gonna live that down. I'm sure people 20, 30 years from now are gonna be talking about that when they remember his career. Uh, but he should have finished that in a touchdown. It was excellently, uh, excellently executed. Very good. He got. If you watch the tape, he really got Brandon Graham on that uh, on that fake out, and I, he got the whole defense. I can't lie, he got me too. I was like, man, what the hell? But. He's, he runs faster than he looks. I think he's like 6'5". He's pretty pretty big, 6'5", six, six, 240, something like that. He's up there with Carson in terms of uh, size. And he's a little bit faster than people give him credit for, but that's just something you got to finish with the touchdown. So Danny Jones, Danny fumbles, Danny stumbles, come down, accept your award. 
MVP be? And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's going, that is going to be the end of our episode today. Thanks for tuning in, whether it be on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, whatever platform you're on. Thank you for listening. Uh, tune in next week. And you guys have a good day.